Fantastic. So welcome, everyone. It's lovely to have you all here. It's lovely to see some new, pe some new people. That's great. And uh, before we start today, so we'll do the same format as we've been doing the last couple of days, because that seems to be um, working really well. And um, so, but before we do that, before we go around and check in with each person, I wanted to give you a little bit more of a tip of, on something. So this is something that will help to, um, you know, to level you up, to take you further faster. And it's something that I kind of have been doing automatically. And so like a lot of these things, I've been doing it automatically for a long time. So I forget to actually mention it because it's uh, until somebody, uh, until the topic comes up. So um, I know that um, some people struggle with, um, you know, thoughts, negative thoughts, negative feelings coming up during the day in whatever form. So when we're doing these exercises, that's one thing. But then when we're going about our just regular lives, that's when the automatic programs kick in and we experience the old, the same old stuff, the same old patterns uh, emotionally and mentally. And so I was sharing this with someone uh, yesterday that the thing to do is to start noticing what you're answering to those thoughts that come up. Become conscious of your answer. So in other words, start answering your, those negative thoughts that come up, start answering those consciously, because what happens is the negative thought comes up and, and in this person's case, it was something about, they felt that they should have done something. So it's like, I, but I should be able to do whatever. And so what I asked is, so now as that thought comes up that I should be able to such and such, what are you answering that thought? What's your answer to that? Because what happens is we automatically go along with it. We automatically, I should be able to do that, which leads to why didn't I, and I can't believe this is happening again, and I'm such an idiot or whatever the extra, you know, one thought leads to another. And it's like this big ball of yarn that just, we just roll along with unconsciously. When you start becoming aware of as that thought comes up now, what, what's my, what is actually my answer to that? What's the logical answer to that? And in this person's case, it was, there wasn't anything different they, they could have done. They did exactly what they did and that was it. But now what are they doing moving forward? What meaning am I giving it? And what am I doing next? So it's about, you know, maintaining that state of strategy. So if you think you're playing a chess game and, ah, uh, I got trapped again, you know, whatever, I don't play chess. <laughs> so whatever, whatever the situation is, you've ended up in the same problem again uh, in, on the chessboard. Now, the answer is not just, well, I, I'm just gonna stay there or I'm, I'm never going to uh, improve. The question is, okay, so next time this happens, what am I going to do? The next time that person makes that move, what's my special strategy move? And so when, you know, in, in a case like, oh, I should have done this, or I can't believe I, that happened again, or I'm, I'm, I, I've got into that same emotional um, state again, okay, the answer is yes, but what will I do next time? What will I do differently next time? And so with those negative thoughts that come up, the first thing you do is ask yourself, 
So that thought came up, what are my answer? what's my answer to that? So imagine it's someone else saying it. There's someone else saying, you're such an idiot, or why didn't you do that? Or, um, you know, this is terrible, or whatever the, the things are. So what, what would you answer to them if it was another person? And then the second uh, part of this is the answer, the best answer you can give, the easiest answer you can give is just, I love you. So the thought comes up, ah, I should have done that. I love you. And you don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel the love. Just say it. That's the answer. Because what that does is it interrupts that automated, um, you know, vicious cycle that you get into. So, so one of the analogies I came up with is, uh, I don't know about any of you, if you've ever heard a song that you liked and you're singing along and one day you find out that you're singing the wrong lyrics. So <laughs> I've done that a lot. And, my, and as a singer, that's the, you know, that was a challenge. But um, one, of, one of my favorite one that because my sister just, my sister and my son laughed and laughed. They could not stop laughing at me. Uh, the song, All the Single Ladies. So all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Well, I was absolutely convinced and I sang along and I, all I could hear was all the cigarettes. And so I used to sing it all the cigarettes, all the cigarettes. <laughs> and so when they said, no, it's all the single ladies, I went, no, it's not. Listen, all the cigarettes. But once I realized that they were right, uh, and it then meant that whenever I heard the song or whenever I caught myself singing the song and I was singing all the cigarettes, all the single ladies, I'd have to correct it, right? So this is the same. Whenever you catch yourself saying a negative thought, you're thinking a negative thought about yourself or about anything, catch yourself as if it's the wrong lyrics because now you know there's different. The, the, the right lyrics are, I'm wonderful, I'm loved, I love you, everything is, is, uh, is good. I know that now that I love myself, I cannot create anything bad. So it has to turn out to be either good or nothing to worry about. All of those things, keep correcting yourself. So uh, an example I, I think I've shared before is that I used to often say, I don't know what to do. And I would stop myself, go, I do know what to do. I always know what to do, even if you don't feel it. So you can answer those thoughts with, I love you, even if you don't feel the love, just like when you correct the lyrics of a song, you don't feel it necessarily. So I didn't, you know, feel all the single ladies <laughs> instead of all the cigarettes. It was just words, right? And so it starts with just words. So you can start with just the words, I love you. The exercise here and the skill you're developing is becoming aware, number one, and number two, taking charge. Being able to get into practicing, getting into that position of I am deciding what thoughts are happening now. So they happen on automatic first, and now I decide. And as you do that more and more, you'll get better and better at it. And those negative thoughts will come down and down and down. Uh, because again, it's repetition. You are physically changing your brain every time you do that. You are physically changing your brain. And eventually that becomes the new normal is the positive thing. And so, you know, that there is something to be said for affirmations, 
uh, in that way, in the repetition and establishing the new neural networks. Of course, you want to make sure that the childhood references, the subconscious references you have support those new affirmations. But affirma just doing affirmations and then living the rest of your life without them it, it, it is not very effective. It's in the moment. It's what am I doing in the moment? As soon as that old thought comes up, am I using my affirmation in answer? Is my reply that affirmation or I love you? So I hope that helps. Um, it is so, so important. Uh, so, you know, you're practicing the exercises and you're doing all that, which is brilliant. It really is very good and very important, but it is crucial to really start to become aware in the moment, what's happening now and now and now, and what am I feeling now and where I'm putting my focus right now? And what am I answering those negative thoughts? All right, so I hope that helps. And so now <clears throat> let's pop around and check how everybody's doing. So for those who are new uh, to this, I'm going to uh, go around to everybody who, anybody who's got their camera on, I'm going to ask them first how they're doing, if they have any questions, how this process has been for them, if they need any help or would like us to aim at any specific targets today. And Steve, would you mind making a note of any specific targets? Because so that to make sure I remember, thank you. And um, excuse me, and then anyone who doesn't have their camera on, I won't ask you because I'm assuming if you haven't got your camera on, I'm assuming that you would like to be incognito. So I don't want to put you on the spot. So if you haven't got your camera on right now, but you would like to speak, by all means, unmute yourself. You're very welcome to speak. Um, or you can put it in the chat. If you, and anybody who posts in the chat, I won't use your name. So that's a way you can uh, still get your questions answered, still contribute any comments and things without... Um, and still be incognito if you want to. All right, so let's start with Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. What you just did was brilliant because I have struggled with, uh, I'll do my superpower exercise, but then a half hour later when I'm sort of out of the mode, something negative pops into my head and that's exactly what I want to ask you about today. Oh. So brilliant. Oh, oh fantastic. <laughs> See, I'm psychic. You are. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you for sharing that. And so hopefully that helps. Uh, oh, very much. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yay. Thank you. Oh, and the other thing I wanted, to, I, I think I have shared this before, but I'll, I'll, I'll share it again, is the, another idea is the, the um, non-judgment day uh, game. So the non-judgment day game is you write down the time whenever you start and then you see how long you can last without judging or <laughs> criticizing. <laughs> and that includes yourself. So no, see, see how long you can last without judging or criticizing anyone else, anything else, and especially yourself. And when you do catch yourself uh, when you do re realize, oh, I am judging or criticizing something or someone or myself, then see if you can change it in the moment. So for example, uh, for me, it might be, oh, that was stupid. And then I realize it and then I can stop and I go, no, that wasn't stupid or I love you. So I change it, then that's okay. I can keep going. But if I get to the point where I go, that was that stupid and I become aware I'm being judgmental and critical, um, and I don't want to change it 
or I can't change it. So in other words, I go, yeah, well, it is stupid because, and I keep going, then I write down the time. That's, that's my score for that day. Now, when I first did that, because um, I kind of made it up one day, and that day when I was trying to do it, I didn't last longer than a couple of minutes. <laughs> before I was already, you know, my, my score that first day was just a couple of minutes, uh, two or something. And then I w worked my way up to seven. I managed to go seven minutes without judging or criticizing. And my sister and I used to play that game together. So we challenge each other and you try and improve. So you try and improve your own score or you can play with a friend and see how, how well you can, you can each score. And, uh, I know that one of the challenges at that time was uh, utilities companies. So both of us had that, you know, that experience where you phone a utilities company and you're on hold forever and they don't answer and they keep, you know, and, and it's really frustrating. And so I would catch myself, one of us would catch ourselves telling the other one. So I was on hold. It took, oh, not that I'm judging. And so that became a thing, not that I'm judging, so that we can keep our score. So anyway, that's another little um, exercise that can help develop that awareness, mm -hmm. that awareness. What am I thinking now? What am I feeling now? Thank you, Kathy. Do you have any questions for today? Any other questions then for today or anything? Not yet, but I'll, I'll let you know if I do. Lovely. Thank you. All right. And let's go on to Tamina. Oh, right. Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Um, right now I'm in a really good place. Um, mm -hmm. it's ironic how through each session, um, with, um, on the day, what you guys would be uh, talking about and, and things. Um, I've had a bit of a difficult time over the past three weeks during lockdown. As you know, I had a bit of a meltdown with the situation with, um, my partner's, uh, pet, um, mother and, um, I had a, a big revelation yesterday, which was to do with the judgment thing. Mm -hmm. I realized that um, in conjunction with using the superpower, um, we get bothered, we get aggravated, we get agitated. And for me, I, I realized that it was my expectation of certain people. And it's like, I want them to be this certain way. And I didn't realize I was doing it. And when, when, we, uh, when I found that um, my expectation of how a person is supposed to be, um, that's where the conflict occurs, where um, I'm getting bothered. Well, why are they not being that way? Why are they saying this? Why are they doing this? And I realized yesterday that I, I, I'm so, I should really let them go, set them free, liberate them from having that expectation met because no matter how much I'm going to try it's never going to happen anyway right. so um then the non-judgmental comes in where um when you when you set them free and you just let them be it's like this love is coming back to me they yep. can be themselves and I don't have to have any expectation and this I don't know I just felt I felt a, a, this energy of love fantastic i know it, it's just amazing and 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 so like you said uh, be aware of my thoughts and take charge so from last night what i've been doing is um like with you and with steve or with anybody it's like i'm watching am i judging am i expecting they should be 
I need to let them go and let them set them free. And then I can feel the surge of love coming in. It's like all this time, maybe there's been a block. Yes. Well, that sounds absolutely powerful. That sounds wonderful. And I love, I, I, I want to repeat it before I forget it. I love what you've just done because I don't know if it was intentional, but there was a lovely rhyme there. So um, <laughs> set them free and let them be. And then the love comes back to me. I love that. I didn't realize they said that. You just, that just flowed out of you. Okay. And that's, that's a wonderful way for all of us to remember. Yeah. Set them free and let them be. And then the love comes back to me. I love that. Oh, okay. And well done. And that would make a, a lovely, like a, a poster or something as well. Yeah, definitely. And so Tamina, I love what you're doing there. And you know, one of the things that, um, that has been a big challenge in my life is expectations. Yeah. And expectations, I think, yeah, I think a, a lot of people are nodding here. And expectations of other people is one thing, but we do the same with ourselves. And exactly. very often we're unaware of that. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're, you know, expecting other people or situations or whatever technology in my case, very often to be yeah, a certain yeah. way or to give a certain result. And we don't realize that that's coming from expectations of ourselves, which is coming from childhood, of course, you know, yeah. from the way we were raised. And uh, we were raised either with people expecting something of us yeah. or where, um, where, we were, where we watched other people expect you know, have expectations. And so then the, the challenge as a human is that the way we are and the way we experience the world, we think everyone has got the yeah. same perception and the same knowledge. And so why aren't they doing what, what I'm doing or what, what, what they should be doing? But of course, everyone has a completely unique yeah. life experience. So what one person thinks is the right way is the wrong way for someone else and so on. So thank you so much for sharing that. That's really, really powerful and well done. I'm thrilled. That you got oh to gosh. <laughs> good job you. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Did you have any uh, questions for today or um, any targets you would like us to aim at? Um, not at the moment. Um, I'll see how it goes, but it's very um, interesting about the non-judgment game thing. I'm going to try that. Give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. in fact, um, if anyone would like to, if you're, um, if you're in the Remit Method uh, Facebook group, and if you're not, you can join. It's, it's just a, it's a public group. If you wanted to, you could uh, challenge there. You could post your scores there. So sometimes it's fun to have some sort of accountability or, or play with each other. And you can, you can put there my score for today and um, see if you can improve it or see if somebody else wants to challenge, you know, that can, that can be a fun way to do it as well. So you're very welcome to, to start a non-judgment day thread in the, <laughs> in the group. Thank you, Tamina. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, love. And going on to Bogislava is next. Hi, Bogislava. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Um, I am okay. And uh -huh. my question is, yes, it's okay to be just okay, or I should feel some excitement and happiness? Okay, good question. Very good question. And I know a lot of people have that. It's okay to just feel okay. So here's, here's the thing. I mean, obviously you want to feel love as much as possible. 
that mm -hmm. unconditional love, that's your true state and that's your most empowered state. But just like with physical exercise, getting fit, it's okay to take rests. It's okay to allow your body to recover, to process. So some days you just feel okay. That's all right. And then the, the, so what's more important than that is where you're putting your focus in the moment. So if you're just, if you're feeling just okay, that's fine. And where are you putting your focus? So I'm feeling okay. And I'm thinking about how, um, how lovely it is that it's sunny outside, or I'm feeling okay. And I'm thinking about, um, what I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. Those are two very different things because where you're looking is going to, so you're okay now, but where are you going from being okay? Are you being okay and just appreciating being okay or being, you know, safe or watching a, a movie that you enjoy, reading a book you enjoy, listening to music, just sitting and enjoying being and being okay? Or are you is your mind starting to tend towards things that are not okay? So being okay is kind of in the middle and it's absolutely fine to be there. It's about which way are you leaning from that point? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Very good. So, so from being okay, then you then just choose where you're looking. Okay, and I have another question. This morning, you start with all that um, when we think negatively, yeah, and we ask question, and then the answer we have. So, what do you do with the answer? <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, when you say what do you do with the answer, do you mean the 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 I love you answer or the that or no, no, the the answer? The the other answer, the other one answer. like. What is the answer to it? Like, uh, if you think about something negative and then you stop and you ask the question right. and you have the answer to this question, uh, like, I, I don't know if I understood well, but... That's okay. So can you give me an example? Just a hypothetical example. It doesn't need to be real. Um, like, you said there is the answer. Like, what is the answer? So, okay. So for example, let's say it's, it's okay, but it's great. Thank you for asking Bogislava because it's not you. I mean, this is important to clear up because there'll be other people who also need that. So, so thank you for that. So for example, if I think, oh, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Okay. Let's say that's the negative thought that comes. Okay. Yeah. Right. So now that thought just comes by itself. It comes automatically. I didn't deliberately think it, it just came up. Now, what do I answer that thought? So the thought, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. So now I stop. So normally my brain would go, I don't have enough money to pay my bills and I've got that bill coming in. And then there's that one and I don't know where to get the money. And that person hasn't paid me and nobody wants to buy my stuff. And you know, that's the automated thing. So now instead the thought comes, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Now I stop and I think, okay, that's an old, that's an old thought. Number one, I love you. That's all. I love the thought, the thought that comes up. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I love you. I love the part of me that is worried that I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I love that part of me. 
I love the part of me that uh, wants to go down the route of why I don't have enough money to pay my bills. So you keep bringing it back to, I love you. That's one. And then another part of that is I don't have enough money to pay my bills right now. There's nothing I can do about that is my answer. So where am I going to put my focus right now? I know that the most important thing is to put my focus on something that feels good. So I can bring that part of my brain online so that I can come up with options and solutions that I can't see when I'm not feeling good, when that part of my brain is offline. So now my answer to, I don't have enough money to pay my bills is number one, I love you. And number two, oh, I wanna to listen to this music or I'm gonna go for a walk or I'm gonna to listen to a TED talk or I'm gonna watch some comedy. That's my answer now, instead of going with the, oh, and it's terrible mm -hmm. and this is why and that's, and what's gonna happen about that. Does that help? Yes, Clarify? yes, no. yeah. Very good. Thank so you. it's kind of getting into the driver's seat. So we tend to be in the passenger seat throughout our lives with the subconscious driving and the conscious mind just following along, <laughs> you know, wherever it goes. So now we want to get into the driver's seat and choose. So we, we may not be able to choose where we are now because that's been automatic so far, but from now I can choose something. And then, you know, autopilot may take over again, but then in every moment I can go, okay, so I'm here now, now what do I choose? I'm feeling sad, now what do I choose? Okay. Is that good? Yes, it's the same thing, just you focus, when you think negative, you just start to focus on positive. So it's the same thing, but different way you explain. To A them. different way of explaining it and also in direct answer to it. So you're not ignoring the thought. Mm -hmm. So you're not going, uh, you're not pretending it's not there or uh, trying to distract yourself. You're, you're noticing the thought and saying, and my answer to that is this. So as if someone, let's say a friend of yours said, oh, I'm, you know, I can't believe I did that again. I'm so stupid. What would you say to them? You'd yeah, say it's stupid. That's it. Exactly. And if someone said, I'm worried, uh, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. If a friend of yours said, I don't have enough money to pay my bills, what would you answer? No clue. I don't know. So, so perhaps it would depend on, of course, the person and the situation, but there's no way you would ever go. Yeah. How stupid, you know, you'll never be able to pay your bills. And what about this? And how terrible is that? <laughs> right. You would say, Hey, it's okay. I'm sure something would come up and perhaps we can work something out together. And have you tried this? You would encourage them. It's okay. For sure we will be uh, trying yeah. to figure out what to do. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's how you want to address yourself. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a very, very simple way of putting this is say to yourself what you would say to a friend. Yeah. So the answer to every negative thought that comes up is the answer you would give to a friend who said that negative thought to you about themselves or about their own life. So this is like more gentle way to change the focus. Exactly. Exactly. Not um, fighting, not struggling. Not, exactly. Not arm wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Now I understand. Thank you. Good. And thank you, Bogislav, for, for asking that because I know that that will hopefully have been uh, clarified for a lot of other people as well.
Thank you, sweetheart. Do you have any quest any other questions or any um, uh, targets to aim at for today? Um, target could be just, you know, just to um, send some love to army. Very <laughs> army good. People who are in the helping with all the situation. For your that's, son, that's yes. Fun. Very good. We'll do that. Thank you, Bogislava. And now we go on to Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. How are you today? <clears throat> good morning. I, I just went, I don't know if you could tell by my face, but all these thoughts, I just went through this whole process of looking at myself in the last couple of minutes. It was crazy. Oh, I was, I, was, <laughs> I was about to share something. And then I said, oh, that's negative. Don't share that. Oh. And then as I was listening to my thoughts, I thought, geez, I am really worried about how I'm going to appear as I'm sharing with the group. Then I went on to uh, just like, I don't know, all these emotions just came up for me. So wow. what, I what I initially was thinking and wanted to share, um, but was afraid to appear vulnerable or I don't know what my ego was, <laughs> was thinking <laughs> right there. Yeah. It was crazy. But um, I've noticed that with myself, you know, I, I lost my house. I lost my husband. And I'm afraid to look weak like I'm looking right now. So I've just been kind of noticing that I'm on this, everything's fine, everything's good to every person that I've come in contact with. Right. <laughs> I haven't let myself, I haven't let myself be weak and then, or appear weak. And then everyone that, you know, with this virus, it's hard because no one's really able to come and help me. But I'm forcing myself right now to be weak in front of all of you because it's okay. It's okay for me to be weak. I probably feel mad at myself later, but I just, it's okay for me to be weak. It's okay that I'm sad. It's okay that I might do this wrong. I might not handle it right. And it's okay. So I just wanted to, uh, it's like all stuck right here in my throat yes. right now. I, and I know that feeling so well, my sweetheart. And thank you so much for sharing that because you are not the only one. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of us feel that pressure to say everything's fine when it's not. And keep up the, that appearances depending on your, the way you were raised and the way you responded to the way you were raised will determine uh, whether you see that as weak or whether you see that as sharing or whether you see it as being a victim or being intrusive or being honest and open and connecting. So the truth is, we know that the truth is that sharing like that and being open and vulnerable is an empowered thing to do. It is, it's not weak, it's powerful and it, is a connection and it helps other people not feel alone. So and I have a wonderful hot flash too. So that <laughs> yeah, that, that, that just adds. I might I might have not otherwise I might not have had that hot flash right now. So there you go, there you go. <laughs> and so and and of course you know when we're going through all of everything you've just gone through, 
is that that is going to take a toll on anyone. That is, you know, a, a huge amount to deal with. And hopefully, you know, using the superpower helps and makes it not as bad as it would have been. But in addition to that, you definitely still deserve support. You deserve acknowledgement and you deserve connection and and encouragement and all of that. And one of the things that I would do, that I would recommend for you, is to acknowledge the little child in you that hasn't been allowed to express herself, that hasn't been acknowledged for whatever she suffered. So that little, that little Cheryl, you might wanna do a due justice, uh, due justice letter, allow that little Cheryl to express herself and say everything that she feels and then allow you as the adult to also reassure her because that is, that's part of you, as you know. And, um, and so love that part of you that thinks, love that part of you that is being vulnerable and love that part of you that thinks being vulnerable is being weak as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th I think the biggest piece is allowing people to support me. Yes. You know, it's, it's almost like he, you know, everything happened and then we have this virus. So no one, it's, I, in my mind, I'm like, wow, you really don't want any support because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one's coming, no one's helping. Yeah. Because I don't need help, you know, but right. thank you for letting me share. Of course. And then the other thing, the other piece to this, I would say, is to go to your childhood and find out where in your childhood you learned that it wasn't okay to get help. It wasn't okay to receive help. It wasn't okay to ask for help. It wasn't okay to be seen as being weak. Wherever you learned all of that and change those memories to the opposite yes, I I was always the caregiver, the caregiver. My mom was an alcoholic. You know, it's, it's your classic thing. You're the caregiver. Yeah. Now I have to take care of me, I guess. So that's it. And so, but be, uh, in addition to that, change those childhood memories. So your mom wasn't an alcoholic. Oh, create a whole new childhood there where your mom. So if you think about your mom, if her childhood if she had been raised differently, if she'd been raised with love and affection and she'd felt safe and she was encouraged and treated with respect and enthusiasm and she'd had everything she needed as that little girl, that baby little girl teenager, imagine the kind of person she would have grown into and she would not have been an alcoholic. Mm. And imagine then the kind of mother she would have been to you. Oh. Yeah. So do that, rewrite those generation, those generational childhoods so that you grew up with two parents who, who were healthy in themselves. They were emotionally, physically and mentally healthy in themselves and financially. They had everything they needed growing up. So they were able to give you what they were given. And so then you rewrite your childhood from that point of view. And in that new childhood, you would have been encouraged to ask for help. You would have been the one being looked after and you would have been oh. just a little girl enjoying her childhood. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're very Thanks. welcome. 
Very, very welcome. And did you have any questions or um, any uh, targets you'd like us to aim at today? No, uh, I mean, I'll take a little extra today. Right. <laughs> I love, maybe. I feel Absolutely. like I could use a group hug. <laughs> yes, yes, let's do a, we'll do a virtual one of those. All right, sweetheart. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Cheryl. Thank you. And I'm, I'm just so going to jump in and um, mention that um, we can put a link on the resources page, but uh, there's also on the um, on our YouTube channel. Yes, I know that the uh, the the little video of Odile taking you through it's it's like a little fifteen or twenty minute uh, meditation kind of a video walking you through the 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 changing. Generation generational uh, memories of your parents' childhoods. Yes, thank you, Steve. And Kara, hey, how are you today? Good morning. Good morning. Um, well, there's been a lot so far. Yes, yeah, a lot of sharing. Um, Cheryl, thank you for trusting us and and sharing and being vulnerable and. I have a similar thing going on, but I, I don't think it's, the roots of it are the same because I wasn't a caregiver, but um, I, I think it has to do with the whole new age thing where you're supposed to always be positive. And so I tend not to be vulnerable because I actually get reactions from people in my town that feel like, and maybe I'm making it up, but it feels like, oh, you know, you're not okay, you shouldn't be sharing that or, you know, yeah. so I don't. I always say I'm doing fine. And, you know, usually I am in the moment, yeah. but I, if something happens, I tend not to share it. Yeah, yeah. And so um, important to know that you are, all of you are always welcome to share here. So, you know, Steve and I are very um, conscious of practicing what we teach. So we absolutely live from a state of non-judgment, non-criticism, and un actual unconditional love. So we will never, ever judge you for anything. We will offer suggestions and help, but there's never any judgment. And so first of all, know that you're always welcome to share anything with us. And then the second thing is um, that can help is doing that hugging the little you, because it's very seldom the adult of us, the adult us, that is experiencing those kind of um, those kind of feelings and that it's the child. And so when we feel like we're not being acknowledged or like we had yesterday with uh, too much responsibility or you know feeling like um, overwhelmed, all of those kind of feelings, or I'm not allowed to speak out, I'm not allowed to need help, I, it's weak and all of that that is the child and so one of the quick ways of helping with that is imagining hugging the little you in that moment so as as those thoughts come um whether it's you know you're you're with other people and they're asking you how you feel and you feel like you can't say because they they're going to judge you in that moment just in your mind imagine hugging the little you and say it's okay sweetie you're all right you're okay i love you that kind of thing. And then of course, uh, you know, going to those childhood memories and changing them. So I know you said for you, you weren't a caregiver, but presumably there's other references for 
needing to be so the the thing with the new age thing that's uh in adulthood mm -hmm. that's yeah so whatever that is this the same feeling will exist somewhere in your childhood mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's not okay to speak out or you you're not allowed to feel anger or be upset or that kind of thing or it's dangerous to say what you think yeah um i had a mother who was really critical there you go yeah, yeah. that'll do it so so if you're able to uh same as cheryl change your mother's childhood because the reason she was critical is bound to be because of her childhood yeah. And if necessary, change her parents' childhoods, you know, go back as, as far as you need to. So you change. So for everybody, you change your childhood. And if you find that it's sticky to change your parents, change their childhood. And if you find you can't quite do that, change their parents' parents. And at some point you'll reach a point. And sometimes it's a culture. Very often we found working with clients, it's an entire cult culture. It's a country. So Ireland has been one of the, uh, Northern Ireland has been one of those examples where several clients we've had, um, the, the issues they're experiencing right now, and some of them aren't in Ireland anymore, but the issues they're experiencing right now come from an entire culture of, of conflict. And so then you change the whole country, you change history, you know? So mm -hmm. Ireland was actually a wonderful place where everybody was always partying and it was fun and it was lovely. And, and you know, we've, we, we have country, um, clients from a lot, uh, that, that features quite a lot, different countries that have had civil wars and invasions and stuff like that. And even if you weren't around at that time, it's the legacy that's handed down to you. So you change that as well. Does that help a little bit? Yes, it does. So now I obviously have hundreds of memories of my mother criticizing me and criticizing what I was doing. So can I use that same process where I take one memory, maybe the strongest one, and change it and then make the intention that my mother's always that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so a, a little ways of doing that, it can be a phrase. So let's say, like I think I used the other day, my mom uh, used to say, don't be so stupid, Odile. Yeah. And I changed that to, I'm so proud of you, sweetheart. You're perfect exactly as you, as you are, or something like that. Then I decided that all, every time she said, don't be so stupid. It was what she actually was saying, you know, I changed it so that all of those apply now. And then, so you can do that. And then if there's one that stands out, then that just means that's got a little anchor there and then just change that one. So let's say, um, so I did that. And then one stood out uh, of uh, that. I grew up in a show business family. And so when performing, it was always uh, very good, but next time very good but next time you need to do this so there was always it was never that was perfect so then that came up and i just changed that and went every time they said but next time it wasn't it was that was perfect mm -hmm. so that kind of thing uh so that's one option and then the other option is you can change it to whenever the with the critical thing it was actually um singing a song or doing a dance or playing a game. So those are little techniques you can use as well, that every time that was said or done, it was actually this activity. So it can be a phrase, can be an activity, or can be a combination of the both of the two. All and right. Kara, I, I just wanted to, to highlight or underscore that 
doing that is, yeah, that's the work that needs to be done, but start on the foundation of changing up how you're seeing your mother, changing up her childhood. So if you build the foundation that your mother had that kind of a found, uh, your mother had that kind of a childhood. That's so change what it is that your subconscious is holding about your mother first, and then come to that, then come to changing those memories from childhood. That's okay. it. Yes. Thank you, Steve, for clarifying that because then it'll be easier to, to change those and it'll be more automatic. Excellent. Thank you, Kara. Thank you for sharing that, sweetheart. And I so appreciate every single one of you that shares, uh, who shares here. It's, it's so um, powerful. And there are things that we, you know, we don't think of saying because it hasn't come up for us. But then when one of you mention it, it's such an important point for, for everybody else. So I think that's everyone who's on camera. So I'm going to go to the chat now. Um, so um, I love being here. It totally sets a high vibrational tone for the day. Yay. I'm so glad to hear that. That's wonderful. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Uh, good morning. Please aim at eating for emotional reasons and not for hunger. Fantastic. Steve, are you able to put that on our list of targets? Thank you. And um, would you mind going over the non-judgment process again, particularly the actions to be done when we catch the judgment? Yes, of course. So, uh, so you, you write down the time right now, and then you, you, you're aware of, of not being judgmental or critical. And when you catch yourself being judgmental or critical, like um, for me, uh, it would probably usually um, technology where I go, oh, for goodness sake, why don't they? And then I catch myself. Now, in that moment, I have a choice. I can stop and I can go, not that I'm judging. <laughs> and I can change my tune. And that's okay. So if I'm able to do that, then I keep the clock running. I'm okay until the next time. Uh, if I can't change it, so let's say I'm triggered and I think, well, no, they should. I mean, they should be. And I can't change that feeling, that attitude. Then I write down the time and it's two minutes later or it's 10 minutes later or whatever it is. And that's my score. And then maybe later I think, okay, I'm going to have another go. I write down the time again and I see if I can last longer. And that is, so you're, you're topping your score. So maybe the first time I only last two minutes before I can't make, you know, I can't make that switch and change to non-judgment. And maybe then, then the next time I can last four minutes before I get to the point where I know I insist on judging or I insist on criticizing. I'm, it's justified this time. <laughs> and that's, that's my score. So I hope that clarifies it. If not, let me know and I'll, I'll, um, I'll explain a little bit, little bit more. And, um, I wrote down that if you catch yourself judging, you must stop and ask for, oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for clarifying that, Cheryl. Um, stop and ask yourself, uh, and stop and ask what you will do next time. Catch yourself as if it's the wrong lyrics to the song. Also say, I love you. Oh yes. Yeah, so that was, so uh, you can do that with the judgment thing as well. Uh, with the judgment criticizing, that's a good idea. So uh, if you catch yourself judging, see if you're able to change it. So, um, I don't know what to do or, or I'm, I'm, you know, why am I so stupid? 
I'm not stupid, I'm wonderful, I'm perfect, I'm able to change that, then I can keep the clock running. But if I, if I go, but I always do this, and I go, if I roll with it, then I write down the time, that's, that's the score for the day, or for that period. You can play this many times, of course, in the day. Um, and then in addition to that, the song lyric thing is also for all negative thoughts. So, uh, you know, I'm scared, uh, I'm worried about this, or I don't know what I'm going to do about that. What am I answering in that moment? Can I change that lyric? So my answer to it is I love you and changing it. So I don't know what to do. I do know what to do. I always know what to do. That's the new lyric. And that's my answer. Okay, so hopefully that explains. Um, I would say you don't have enough money yet. Thank you for that. And yes, that's, that's definitely uh, better than I don't have enough money. Um, and I see the, the yet bit as a stepping stone. So it's, it's a step towards what you do want to end up with is I do have enough money. I always have enough money. Bearing in mind that when you leave to drive from here to the beach, you're not at the beach yet, but you don't say, you don't go along going, I'm not at the beach yet. Your, your, your mind is already at the beach because that's where you're aiming for. So if, if we didn't keep our focus on the end destination, we would never get there. We'd, we'd be stopping off along the way and, and staying in the scenery and the, you know, the detours and everything. So I don't have enough money. Um, let's say I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I don't want to say that or keep that in my mind because then that is the end destination and then I'll just stay there. So it's like driving along and, you, and you're at the services, you've stopped off at the services to get gas and you're going, I'm at the services, I'm at the services, uh, this is where I am. <laughs> You'll just stay there. You're gonna go, ah, the beach, <laughs> that's what I was doing. And then, and then keep your focus on the beach. And so when I didn't have enough money to pay my bills, I switched in addition to changing the childhood memories and of course practicing the superpower, I switched my focus whenever I thought about the new, you know, threatening letter that came in with the big red writing and all of that, I immediately switched to, I love my life. That's all I said was, I love my life. I love my life. Now, I didn't have the life I loved right then, but that was my destination. So I just, and, and it's easier we, I call it a touchstone. It's easier to say something short like that. I love my life or yes, I did it. Uh, because saying something like I have plenty of money does cause the conscious mind to go, no, I haven't. No, I, I, you know, all the reasons I haven't. So doing something that's more neutral in that it doesn't need an explanation. It doesn't have details, but it implies the end result. I love my life or yes, I did it, or I'm so excited. That doesn't bring up all the arguments that, that, um, that would come with more detail. So hopefully that helps. Um, someone says, I so understand you, Cheryl. I feel the same. I feel the same. My parents were also alcoholics. Much love to you. Thank you for sharing that love. Um, someone says, I turned my dad into Bugs Bunny from my child self and adult self. And it makes me laugh if that helps Cheryl. I am so happy you shared your thoughts. Very good. Yes, thank you for, uh, for sharing that as well. 
cartoons are fantastic uh, tools. So, uh, you know, you can use the voices, you can use the visuals, and of course your subconscious can't judge something as unrealistic. So uh, those are always very good. And humor, of course, is very powerful. Uh, love that, Lisa, going to try that, uh, going to try doing that to my dad, very good. And, and those, so those techniques with the cartoons and, and the funny things, so you can put red noses on, you can do all kinds of things, you can put them in, you can put your dad in a tutu, you know, there's lots of stuff you could do with that. Uh, bear in mind that those are stepping stones. So you can do that to break the negative uh, uh, stuff around it. And of course, write a due justice letter if you need to. But the end result you're aiming for is that your parents were fabulous. They were loving, they were kind. They were So the Bugs Bunny thing is a stepping stone to get to that. So always keep in mind that the end result is you were treated with love, which means you are worthy, you are safe, and all of that. So it's all about what it means to the subconscious. And in order to get there, changing their childhoods is a very powerful, uh, powerful way of doing it. Fantastic. Uh, thanks so much, Carol. You would mean so much to this. Good. Um, I've changed my mum and dad and even grandparents. It's so much fun. Very good. Um, I have to watch the video. This is new to me. I want a new childhood. Yes. So um, the the whole childhood thing, we can we've got a lot of videos on that as well. So we can share those with you uh, with that as well. And in fact, if you um, Cheryl, if you go to our website, uh, theremitmethod.com, there is uh, we're under about. There's a tab that says about. If you just hover over that, uh, you'll see a drop down, and it'll say what is CMT, which is which stands for Childhood Memory Transformation. If you click on that, all the details are there. All the all the details of how it works, what it is, and how to change uh, change the memories, and all that is there. Very good. I love you guys. We love you too. Um, just wanted to share something positive. I have been prepaving. Uh, that myself and my employees are safe with our protective gear and my panic attacks and insomnia have gone away. Yeah. Yay. Well done. I'm so thrilled to hear that. Good job. Excellent. Yay. And thank you so much for sharing because that encourages others as well. Um, that's wonderful. Good job. All right, so I think that's all the questions and uh, check-ins done with those who are... Um, who are here we've we've got a few minutes let's do let's do the thing <laughs> let's do the, the the thing that we do all right so take a deep breath close your eyes and get yourself into your superpower state however you do that so using your word or phrase or using the exercise with the color and your subject and notice that opening of your heart. Notice that feeling in your heart of expansion. Feel your heart opening and that beautiful light or energy shining out from it. And imagine that light or energy spreading down to your toes, up to the top of your head and out to your fingertips. So you're now full of that light, that energy, that love and appreciation. 
very, very good. And now imagine that light or energy filling each of the 50 trillion cells in your body. Now think of your subject, fill them with that love, that appreciation, that light or energy. Now imagine they don't want to be with you and keep them filled with that light, that energy, that pure, unconditional love. Love them anyway. Very, very good. And now I want you to think of Kathy and send this love and light to Kathy. And imagine it filling her from her toes to the top of her head out to her fingertips. Love Kathy just for existing. Very, very good. And now to Bogislava. Fill Bogislava with that beautiful light, that energy. Love her just for existing. And see that light going down to her toes, to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. Very, very good. And now to Cheryl and send that love, that light, that energy to Cheryl from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. Love Cheryl just for existing. And send her some extra. And love Cheryl whether she's vulnerable or not whether she's weak or not, no matter what, no matter what happens, love her exactly as she is, pure, unconditional love. And see Cheryl being surrounded by a beautiful white light of protection and love, a hazmat suit, an energetic hazmat suit of love. Very good. And now let's go on to Kara and see Kara being filled with that same light, that energy from her toes all the way to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. And love Kara just for existing. Whether she shares what's going on in her life or not, whether she's pretending that everything's fine or not, love her just for existing exactly as she is completely unconditional and see her being surrounded by that beautiful light that energy has that suit very very good and now to Tamina and fill Tamina with that beautiful light that energy from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips Love Tamina just for existing. Good job. And now to Lisa. Fill Lisa with that same love, that light, that energy, that appreciation from the tips of her toes to the top of her head and out to her fingertips. Fill her with that love. Love Lisa just for existing. Very good. And then everyone else who's on this call who's not on camera, who's incognito, 
send them that same love, that light, that energy. Love them just for existing. Excellent job. And now to those in the army who are helping us with this coronavirus situation, and in particular, Bogislava's son. Fill all of them, and especially him, with that love, that light, that energy, that appreciation. Love them just for existing. And now to the emotional eating. So the, the phenomenon of eating emotionally instead of when you're hungry. Love that person who asked that question. Fill her with that love, that light from the tips of her toes to the top of her head, out to her fingertips. Love her just for existing, whether she eats emotionally or not. And love the actual habit of emotional eating. Fill that with light and energy and love. Love it anyway. And now love vulnerability. Love all of those who are vulnerable and love those who aren't vulnerable. Love them all anyway. And love the lack of money. Anyone with financial issues, lack of money, love all of that. Shine that light into that darkness. So remember the lack of money is like the darkness and this power that shines out from you is light. So shine it into all those dark corners. And now to everyone who's watching the recording, love all of them just for existing, each one, from the tips of their toes to the top of their head, out to their fingertips, love each one just for existing. And now think of yourself later today and fill that version of you with the same love and light and appreciation. Love that version of you exactly as they are without them needing to change. And now finally, I want you to think about the little you, the child. In fact, the child in every person watching this and love those children. Fill those children with that light, that energy, and love each one completely unconditionally. They're perfect exactly as they are. And give your energy a nice stretch. Imagine it stretching out from you. Give it a good stretch like angel wings, but coming out of your, out of your heart. All right, you can open your eyes. How is that for everyone? Good. Very, very good. Excellent. Thank you all for being here. I'm aware we're out of time. Uh, there were more questions than usual, which is fine. We love the questions, so, so keep them coming. And we love all of you, of course, completely unconditionally. And we send you, so this energy that you're using and that you're uh, practicing, we, that's how we feel about you. So you are getting that from us all the time and especially during these sessions. That's how we, we're keeping all of you filled with that love, that light that's coming from us. 
And Odile, just a reminder, and, and to anybody else that wants to do a deeper dive specifically uh, regarding uh, childhood memory transformation, going deeper into those foundational issues on the 25th of April, Saturday, April 25th, we'll be doing another all day workshop. I'm not gonna spend time talking about it now, but the details are on uh, our resources page on the website. So you can find out more about that there or send us an email and we'll talk to you directly about that. That's right, yes. So anyone, especially if you're new to the childhood memory transformation, but um, even if you're not, but that goes into a deep dive and we work with each person specifically on their own memories to make sure that we help them find them and change them and all of that. And that's a full day uh, workshop online in Zoom like this. All right, everybody, have a fantastic rest of your day. Um, and thank you for all the thank yous in the chat. You're very, very welcome. We love you all. Take care now and see you tomorrow. All right, bye-bye now. Bye.